everyone, this is Ronnie with Everything Virtual, and today I wanted to talk about Vader Immortal, Episode 1. This is an experience that debuted, debuted on the Oculus Quest, so it was one of the launch titles that came out when the Quest launched, and it hasn't been available anywhere else yet, though it will be coming to the PC in the Oculus Store on June 20th. So those of you using the Rift or the Rift S or you know, possibly one of the other headsets uh, on Revive will be able to experience uh, Vader Immortal for yourselves as well on the PC. Uh, but today's, uh, today's impressions slash review episode is really focused just on the Quest version because that's what I've gotten a chance to play. And I've, uh, I, I initially was going to release this review right when the Quest had came out because it was one of the first uh, titles that I picked up and played. Uh, but I, I decided to hold off a little bit, and I actually played it again before uh, doing this review. So I've, I've played through the main storyline, which only takes a, you know, about an hour or so. I, I've played through that main storyline twice, and then I also spent a decent amount of time um, in, the, in the game's dojo mode, which uh, is, is essentially just like wave-based uh, uh, levels where you're you're blocking blast uh you're using a lightsaber to block blasts from uh little training droids. Uh so what do I think of of Vader Immortal and do I recommend it for a lot of people out there? Well, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're interested in story-based VR experiences, then I would pretty much recommend this to anyone. Um whether you're I mean if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a no-brainer. Uh, but just in general, if you want to kind of see where uh, story-driven VR experiences are right now, uh, this is a, a pretty good a pretty good place to see kind of what's possible. I really think the production values are, are really high, and given that this is a crossplay title, uh, if you pick it up on the Quest, it sh- you should be able to uh, play it on the PC as well um, if you have one of those headsets. So uh, whether you're just a standalone person or you have multiple headsets, I think if you pick it up for the quest and then you want to play it on the on the PC later that, uh, you know, for ten dollars, you're able to kind of pick it up and and play it. Uh, So that's 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 pretty that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Uh, Like I said, it is only about an hour. And and the reason I I stress the fact that this is for people that are interested in story-based VR is that I really think that the strong points have to do with its presentation and just the and and anytime and you know I think where it shines in terms of presence is making you feel like you're actually part of a Star Wars story. Um, it's usually those moments where uh, you're you're not really. Uh, doing a whole lot, I think, where it, it sells itself the most. Um, more of the atmospheric uh, type presence moments rather than the ones where you're actually interacting with things. Because I think that's where the experience kind of has its shortcomings, where, where it falls apart a little bit. So if you're, if you're coming into this from a gameplay perspective, hoping that you're going to have this, this awesome gameplay experience, uh, you know, it's probably going to disappoint you on those fronts. So I'm kind of hoping that episodes two and three uh, do a better job in, in that regard. Um, but we'll get to, to more of that in a second. So, you know, right off the bat, the game feels super Star Warsy, and and what do I mean by that? I mean the sound design makes you feel like you're 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 in there. Um, 
you know, one of the first things that the game has you do is kind of, is 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 jump to hyperspeed, which is you know incredible, especially the first time. And there's all these little moments from you know seeing star a star destroyer uh, fly over the he- over the top of your ship. Um, to, you know, meeting uh, Vader and some of the other characters in here for the first time. I mean, all these things, seeing stormtroopers even uh, walk up to you. Uh, all those moments are, are done super well. And, yet, you know, the graphics could be better, like as far as, you know, this is on the quest. It is one of the most graphically uh, great titles on the quest, I'd have to say, as far as games that i've tried but um there are some some shortcomings there in terms of you know the texture resolution is pretty low and you can kind of you know that makes a bigger difference in a game like vader immortal than it would in in some of the other other titles that we've played um and the other thing is you know sometimes backgrounds look kind of flat um you know the frame rate is not always the best and that could be kind of distracting so ironically some of these graphical issues um, you know, kind of got in in the way a little bit um, as far as presence is concerned. And, and I think for those of you that are kind of, you know, obsessed with little details and graphics and that kind of thing, um, you'll probably have a better sense of presence on the PC side of things. Um, but none of those things really made a huge, huge impact for me. I think the things that were most jarring as far as taking me out of the experience had to do with how the game managed the guardian system and how it managed how it how how it would manage the player's m- movement you can tell that the game is really expecting you to take like a certain approach like to the gameplay it's not really on rails um but at the same time they don't want you to move when they don't want you to move so sometimes you'll you know in the game you're able to locomote either by teleporting or by moving the stick um depending on what you have set up in the settings and there's certain times in the game where almost like a cutscene activates and even though you're still standing there in the world you know in vr or first person it just doesn't let you move around and that feels kind of strange like i i know they don't want you to be annoying and you know trigger things that aren't supposed to trigger and be ahead of things when you're not supposed to be but i almost think if if they could just i don't know it, it would be less jarring to me if you were able to have a little bit more freedom and so what if you're in front of the droid in a certain section where you're supposed to be behind the droid or something like that like i i think i mean i'm not seeing the game like i'm not seeing what the game would be like if they turned some of those limitations off so maybe it just breaks the way the game triggers things completely if they let you have more freedom but at the same time i i i would like the next episodes to be designed to where you can move around more freely and that the game still works uh, without having to artificially limit you. And the, and the same thing with when you kind of move your head through items in the game, like like be it like a wall, if, you're, if you move a little bit too close, it'll fade to black super quickly and tell you to move your head back to a position where you're not clipping with the environment, stuff like that. Again, like I have no problem with some of those systems, um, but I just didn't think it was handled as elegantly in Vader Immortal as it is in a lot of other games. Uh, and and it did like plenty of times. I really wasn't. I'm a pretty, you know, I, I'm a pretty serious, you know, person when it comes to these kind of more story driven games. So I wasn't trying to to move around in weird ways or or break the game by any stretch. But there were just a lot of times where I was just doing normal. 
I was trying to experience the game in a normal way and I constantly was getting black screens and that sort of thing. It's possible that my my play space was just not large enough. Um, I, I think it wanted a six and a half by six and a half foot space and my, my play area was a little smaller than that, but it wasn't that small. So, I, I, you know, like I said, I... It could have been a number of factors, who knows, but those were just, in my experience, things that kind of detracted a little bit. But um, overall, like I said, I I don't want to talk down on it too much because really, even the second time I played through the game, I really, really, I, I enjoyed the storytelling elements. Like I said, it feels like you're part of a Star Wars story. And if you go into this, expecting to be part of a VR Star Wars story rather than playing a Star Wars game, I think you'll you'll come away satisfied. If you're going into this thinking this is a Star Wars game in VR, I think you're not going to get out of it what they're intending. I, I really think this is more about story and second, you know, about gameplay. And 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 yeah, I mean you know, getting into the gameplay elements. I mean, technically, I think this game focuses more on lightsabers. Um, but, you know, there really isn't a ton of variety to what you do with the lightsabers. I mean, everything's super basic. And same thing with, you know, when you press buttons and stuff like that. I mean, basically, the interactions in the game are you pulling and pushing buttons. And uh, when you when and when you get the lightsaber, it's basically... Um, standing in one place and and just um, res- like blocking and striking with the lightsaber and using different patterns, and they don't really let you move around when you're in battles. So uh, that was kind of disappointing. And without getting into too much details about how the battles work, um, yeah, once once an enemy comes in front of you, you kind of just have to block and parry and strike it. But you're not able to move around in the room. You're not able to to strategically you know kind of get around and and again there's probably reasons for why they designed it that way i'm sure it makes it a lot simpler Um, but at the same time i mean if they if they designed it properly you could have a room that's made for these battles which it almost looks like that's what they did you're usually in a certain type of environment um where the battles take place but yeah just more freedom uh if if they can match some of the gameplay just open it up a little bit to allow players to explore even in those limited environments you know have it to where things are pretty linear and you can't you know stray too much off the beaten path in most scenes but then um enter a room where all of a sudden you can move around in that room and strafe and and fight and do whatever you need to do and and open it up a little bit before moving back to the linearity um i think that would do the game a huge favor uh, and there are certainly certain types of interactions. Like, it, I mean, just waving the lightsaber around is awesome. It, it feels great. And blocking uh, shots from stormtroopers, that's awesome. And I thought some of the tricks they did to, to make the stormtroopers, you know, animate smoothly in the distance and that sort of thing all worked really well. I, I, I really liked some of those types of, of scenes. Um, I just think that they need to expand on the gameplay a little bit more. But... Um, even with those limitations, uh, I still think the $10 was, was money worth spent because this is, again, this is one episode out of three. So let's say they continue the pricing that they did now. That's essentially a $30 purchase for 
you know, a three-hour campaign plus whatever extra modes there's going to be. This game does have a dojo mode, which uh, it's kind of, you know, like a wave-based kind of challenge mode. Not a ton of replay there, but a little bit. But, I mean, the, the, the experience, I mean, I had fun playing through the story mode, even though it was only an hour. I, I had more fun the second time than the first time. And I could see that, depending on when the next episode comes out, I could see myself playing it again to kind of brush up on it prior to the next episode. So, and, and just in general, I mean, if, if the next episode, uh, they're teasing that it's going to focus more on force powers. I mean, if that delivers more of a gameplay focused, um, experience where you're using, you know, physics based systems and all that stuff a lot more, I mean, that could be really compelling. So I could see this being something that I show to new people to demonstrate the, like the cinematic, I guess, and storytelling uh, potential of VR. It's still one of the best ones that I've seen. And I, I can't wait to play the game on the PC when there's a little bit more power um, into the visuals. I'm really curious. I mean, some of that dirt and grime and all, you know, the used look of the Star Wars universe that everybody likes so much, especially from the original trilogy, um, those things I think are really going to shine more on the PC side than the, the Quest where, again... Uh, you're limited in terms of the textures you can do and kind of the, the shader effects and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm really looking forward to, to how this is going to look on the PC. But even in the Quest, um, you know, no joke, there's uh, not a whole lot of uh, VR experiences that can match up to actually having to stand uh, underneath the presence of Darth Vader. And I say that because he really is a towering presence in VR. Uh, it's it's something super cool, and they really nail it here to where you feel like you're really um, in the midst of, of a character from the original trilogy. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend uh, Vader Immortal for people that are interested in a storytelling-based, you know, more cinematic VR experience, especially people that are into Star Wars. Um, I don't recommend it for people that just want to... Uh, play a Star Wars game. I think games like Space Pirate Trainer and all, all kinds of other games out there um, are going to give you a more satisfying gameplay experience. Um, and and if you're looking for you know shields and guns and all all that sort of thing, I mean, there's a lot of other titles out there that you can play. So um, check out Vader Immortal if you're into Star Wars, if you're into storytelling, and uh, like I said. The PC version of Episode 1 is going to be releasing in the Oculus Store June 20th, so just here in, in you know sh short order, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And even though there's no uh, announcement as to a release date on Episode 2, uh, there's an Episode 2 and eventually an Episode 3 coming for Vader Immortal, and the next episode is supposed to focus on, on Force Powers. So with that said, um, we always appreciate, you know, you guys listening. Hope you're enjoying our coverage. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, covering a lot of index stuff in, in the near future. So we still have more quest titles to, to talk about um, between now and then. Uh, but, you know, just keep your eyes out on uh, episodes that are coming out. And as always, we appreciate any kind of feedback you can provide us either over emails or, you know, leaving reviews uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, whatever platform that you're listening to us on, uh, Anchor. Uh, those are all great ways to give us, uh, give us support. So thank you again and take care. We will talk soon.